Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the B-Side Boys podcast with your hosts, Mr. Gray and Philly V. That's right. My name is Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And this is the B-Side Boys podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. Thank you for joining us here today on Friday. Uh, one thing I love about the start of our show, Andrew Ridgway gave us the tip like, hey, you know you don't have to re-record the opening every time. Javi, I think every time we start the show... You change it just a little bit every time. Have you noticed that? Why? Well, I got to keep everybody guessing, man. Keep them on their toes. <laughs> exactly. Like, I kind of spoiled an Easter egg there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so today we're going to start off. There's some big news. A couple episodes ago, I recapped the MLR standings for the playoffs. And Javi's favorite team, the Austin Gilgronies, have been disqualified from the playoffs. And it's caused a lot of controversy because Major League Rugby hasn't really been that transparent. A lot of people are speculating just because they haven't given us anything. But there are some rumors. And again, no prep Phil. I put him on the case. <laughs> and he did go to a very reputable website to find his information. So I'm going to need work cited, some sources. <laughs> Phil, what did you learn and where did you get that info? Well, I did a little bit of exploring on Reddit from some potentially <laughs> <laughs> sources. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation between like... People getting money under the table, uh, going over like you know their salary cap, uh, maybe too many foreign players. But MLR is keeping us completely in the dark, so nobody is one hundred percent sure. And then just this morning, early afternoon, I was like you know creeping a little bit and seeing what people were saying. Were you on people's Instagrams? What do you mean? Uh, you know, creeping through Reddit. Stalker. No, not quite. I don't have those connections yet. Um, but uh, supposedly too, they might even be taking. Uh, class action lawsuit against the MLR so we'll see if that actually happens just because you know like the the owner of the Gilgronies Gilgronies, yeah is looking to potentially sue the MLR so because of the you know the whole franchise are lowering their uh how would you say it again their value value yeah Yeah. you know reducing their assets and you know it's causing you know the value of their team to be less and less profitable so it's going to be kind of an interesting couple of weeks especially with you know playoffs going on and stuff too and yeah, we'll because the Gilgronies should be the number one seed right now. They yeah. should be hosting. Yeah, and did the Giltinis lose this past weekend yeah, to Seattle? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, which was crazy because I said a few weeks ago, oh, kind of crazy, Seattle, who was always in the running for a championship or the playoffs, I was like, oh, there's no way they qualify. Well, with the Gilgronies out and Seattle beating L.A., mm-hmm. they now are the number three team. So the whole thing's a massive mess. And like when you have a young league like this and – we want to get behind it, and we want sponsors and investors to get behind it. It is a really kind of bad it, look. It's kind of it might hurt the MLR a little bit, so we'll have to see how it plays out. I just I yeah. don't know. It's kind of a bad look. Yeah, and they don't have much time to make it right, and especially like we don't have information. Maybe yeah. it is something terrible. They shouldn't be in the playoffs, but the fact everyone's in the dark. 
People are going to run to Reddit like you, <laughs> make up stories, <laughs> make speculations, you know, all these claims. Start a podcast and spread fake news. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. We have integrity here. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of, you know, opportunities for people in Des Moines or people from MLR to come to Des Moines. Did you know, Phil? That Des Moines is the new hotspot for former Major League Rugby players. Yeah, I've, I've been aware. <laughs> yeah. And so today we have a couple of special guests. We have Nate Tisdale, the president of the Des Moines Rugby Club. And we have Jacob Huskinson. He is the social media manager or Public lackey. Public, or, sorry, public <laughs> relations. Uh, that's, that's what I've been called worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so guys, thank you for coming on. And Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. We always love talking to you guys and... Right across town there and moving from MLR, the reason it's an easy transition, you guys have two former MLR players kind of coaching, leading the team. So first off, how's that been? It's been night and day. I mean, since the day John first stepped on uh, um, our pitch with us, it just was a different attitude. I mean, I think I learned more in the first two hours of his um, forwards camp than I did in the previous 10 years of rugby. (laughs) It just was... He came with a purpose and definitely kind of set the tone of what everything should be, started installing his offense. So he definitely helped benefit us forwards. Beginning of, uh, what was that, 2021 when he came? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we were lucky to have Tim Mop in here come in the last few months and kind of help work with the backs, trying to get them to up to speed as well with the forwards. And yeah, we're just really starting to implement a new offensive system, trying to be more creative and kind of expand what all our horizons are in the rugby world. The, the thing that makes John like great and a great addition to our team is you can have a great rugby player and you know and show you some things but the thing is is the combination of he's obviously got incredible knowledge of the game of rugby but is also an incredible leader too you know he he's he's really put a lot of things in perspective and made a lot of people respect what he says and uh and really absorb that and and like Tisdale said I mean like the the difference between the you know over the past like ten years of, of what we learned and then just over the past just year or two of him being there has been awesome and then Tim's a new um, uh, addition uh, played with they actually uh, played with Nola um, actually both John and Tim played for Nola but Tim's been an awesome addition so far and just to have a MLR back and a MLR forward is it's going to be huge for us so we're looking forward to you know what happens in the future with the team and some of the fun part too about it is I mean. Watching the MLR the last few years here, I mean, we've been fans of these kind of teams, mm-hmm. the Nolan Golds, the mm-hmm. Utah Warriors, yeah, and yeah. I mean, even we had um, Cam Dolan come up and coach us for a week, which was pretty exciting, very mm-hmm. capped eagle there, so. Yeah. I just realized that I forgot John played for the Warriors. Yeah. So it was, Cam, was, it was Cam that played yeah. for it ever. Yeah. No, I was we, the wrong Nate person. and I didn't make eyes at each other. No, 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 no. We're, we're like, let him go. I was going to say, like, like. I could have believed that he maybe played on Nola's team at one point or yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know? like, but, uh, you know, I was kind of curious. Do some Reddit research. That's fine. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I use Wikipedia, so Wikipedia lied to me. Who's been changing the, the stories up? Right, yeah, right. Come on. That was kind of curious. Though. So, like, how did Tim get hooked up with Des Moines, though? Because I knew, like, John moved here because of his wife and stuff. And, <laughs> and, like, you know, so, like, obviously, that's kind of like how he ended up in Des Moines and, you know, gravitated towards Des Moines Rugby Club. But, you know, I didn't. Really, hear any story on how Tim made his way over to? No, <laughs> I don't know. Javi, be ready to cut this part out. I don't know. I don't know where we're going here. I, I mean, a woman. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I'm pretty. I, I don't know the full story. I think and I don't early, know. If we're, 
a girl that you met online gaming was the last time <laughs> online yeah. gaming yeah i be- i believe that's the story that's the yeah. same story that i heard too but i believe he uh, he met a girl online gaming and, and, I'm sorry, Tim, and, if this is the case. And but, he wanted to take a year off for rugby, and so he wanted right. to kind of see what was all going on. And he knew John. Yeah, he and, knew John and, good and, from their days playing with the Eagles. Right, so, exactly. Nice. So uh, yeah. I think it was a combination of the things. But uh, Cheaper living Des Moines than NOLA. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. 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 You're not, when you're not working there in rugby. So. Right, yeah. Definitely. No, it's just... It's awesome, and it's one of those things, too. I mean, being a team across town, and we're pretty proud of what we're doing, and then you go check Facebook, and it's like, there's an eagle and an MLR guy <laughs> shaking hands in your guys' clubhouse, and it's like, what, what are they doing, you know? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Phil's like, what's that connection? Uh, right. Yeah. So, okay, online gaming, write that down. Yeah, right. Write that down. Find a bunch of attractive girls at online gaming yeah, and try to, yeah, try to entice a bunch of USA rugby <laughs> eagles to come on over. But uh, no, and honestly, it it truly was luck. I think for a lot of it. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, talk about a huge change from I mean, you know, from being a, a team that's um, we've been D three for forever, and uh, and now we have two Eagles coaching. Yeah. And I mean, talk about like a one eighty switch. So yeah. it's been uh, it's it's been really cool. It's it, been really cool. Definitely. Part of. Yeah. yeah. And I was gonna say too, like we we're gonna we're kind of switching to how gears of how we were gonna go about this interview, but I think we're leading right into it. And just you, you mentioned, you know, Des Moines was a club that right. had been D three for a while, and it was a club back in the nineties. Right. It was a D one club, yeah. right? And right. there was a lot of they finished. Or you guys finished like in the top four in D two, we was it or we five hundred? Like, I don't know. We're third. I think they took the top two teams from each division. I think we just made, maybe just, just missed out. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, not uh, in front of me, but yeah, we ended yeah. up about five hundred in our first year. Because I remembered seeing like a couple of your matches and stuff like that, where like you guys just put an absolute like ass whooping on some of these D two teams. It's like, oh shit! Like, yeah, that's pretty yeah. impressive. It was it was very surprising. It was honestly probably one of the coolest moments was going our first game in D two versus Milwaukee and actually like pulling out a win mm-hmm. and being like. I, I, it was cool to because I think everyone was really nervous because you know mm-hmm. we had been D three for so long and then you know outside of adding John to the coach coaching roster it was we were kind of wondering like what I mean how are we gonna do here so mm-hmm. to come out with a win like first game of uh, Division two was really really cool and I think yeah I think we were. Was it, we were one game away from making the playoffs, and we were and, right there. There's a couple games that could have gone either way. That we had a I mean, miss. You always want to say something could have gone different, right? Yeah, right, I mean, and that's with every game. We kind of got away from the system that we we're supposed to be implementing, and it definitely reflected in the score at the end. But being said, like the, the fact, I mean, it was super successful Division Two year of hoping that we came away with one win, and then mm-hmm. we came away from being close to playoff contention, which right. is, I mean, we. When they in our wildest dreams think of so yeah it's been it's been a cool uh and, and backtracking one of the things too with john i mean he kind of installed a real confidence in us he, he came in and was like your facilities here are some of the top notches mm-hmm. not only in the midwest but in the country like there's zero reason you should be a d3 almost mm-hmm. whatever kind of club just accepting just mediocrity of what you could be mm-hmm. And so, I mean, with talking to some of the older players on our team and some of the officers, we kind of took some respect internally to make other people respect us. One of our former players, Brian Coffin, you probably know yeah, better yep. as Moose. Yep. Yep. He gave a great speech to the former president, Brian uh, Reynolds, and just was like, burn the boats. Like, if you want this to happen, burn the boats so all you can do is go forward. There's mm-hmm. no retreating from this. 
Let's set our minds to being a D2 squad. Mm -hmm. So that spring, we scheduled a bunch of D2 teams, had mixed results, didn't really still know what we we're going to do in the fall. <laughs> right. But yeah, we kind of all came together and learned together. And yeah, it was a pretty successful outcome for a first year transition, yeah, I would say. Awesome. That's a cool quote. Burn the boats that you have. Nothing to go back to. Yeah, you just got to keep moving forward and follow your dream in that regard. And so that's what we've been doing since we've been officers, pretty much, is just constantly trying to grow it. So. I mean, you mentioned being the D1 club when they're in the 90s. That was when my dad played. Yep. So I grew up on the hill. Um, so, yeah, just making it so it's a place that when we're long gone up on the hill, we're still watching good rugby being played at the Bermuda yep. Rugby right. Club. Right, yep. definitely. And I think, too, to go back to your point about, like, John installing a new offense, when you look at the group of guys you had at D3 and into D2, there wasn't much change. I mean, really the two biggest things that changed from D3 to D2 as an outsider – seeing what you guys have done is a change in how you play and mm -hmm. a change of, like you said, that confidence of like, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we can play with these guys. We belong here. Right. You know, and I think it's, it's very apparent. And yeah, I, I just, yeah, that quote is really cool. Yeah. the boats. It's like a, the principal play of rugby, like always moving forward. Yeah. You know, keep that same mindset of like, this is where we're at. There's only one direction to go. So. Exactly. And it was, I mean, it was really fun too. Some of the teams that definitely beat us both in the spring and the fall, I mean, it's just a different level of offense mm -hmm. sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. And even in this uh, spring that we've taken on a couple D1 squads, just seeing how evolved they are even above where we are at, at this point in time and just their mindset and their kind of game plan of how they play. and just, mm -hmm. It's almost beautiful just how they play. It just seems effortless. Yeah. And, yeah. We hope to be there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, one of the things that John brought up when we were kind of deciding, like, do we go D3, do we go D2? was because uh, I feel like a lot of teams have this of like, we need to win a Division Four championship before we move up to D3. Mm, we need yeah. to win the Division Three championship before we go up to D2 yeah. and so on and so forth. And he was like, that's not the case. Like, mm -hmm. that's not how you bring people in. That's not how you grow. It's, if you're struggling for numbers, if you are the... Yeah, if, if, the, if it's not there, the structure is not there, then don't do it. But we had the structure and, you know, we didn't need to win. I mean... What we I don't even think we made the D three playoffs before that, and no. we and seemed like we always lose to you guys up in Bremer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Iowa City had a number one year. Omaha played one yeah. year when you guys moved up and mm -hmm. had us. So yeah, yeah. Again, we were like one game away from making yeah. the playoffs. Right, exactly. Lesson, so. And and but literally, it was just a change of structure, and it was a change of attitude, and it was a change of everything. And then obviously, we we're for our first year in D two, we were decently successful mm, yeah. and then hopefully i mean there are talks of like in the next year or two going to division one eventually so wow, i'm hoping good. fingers crossed that that happens eventually but yeah. i mean if you keep on the path you guys are on and yeah then, and then again like yeah. you said you're a division two club and you know we're the wombats cross town d3 right. two different kind of mindsets right. of like where we're at right now where you guys are like hey we're moving d1 like this is the direction we're going that's going to attract those players who are like i am here for high level and right. like I want to be in a high performance, exactly. Uh, you know what I mean. And it's like not that we're not trying to win, but right. in that mindset of I want to compete with the top. Whereas like I don't know, maybe someone's got like a family, or right. I don't know, whatever you do, Phil. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever your excuse is, you know. And you're right on it too. I mean, it's just I mean, being kind of a rugby fan too, mm -hmm. not even just an officer and a player. I mean, it was just kind of frustrating. You'd see these great athletes, rugby players that came through the high school system or played for Iowa Central, mm -hmm. Iowa State, you and I, whoever in the state, and they'd go to Minneapolis or they'd yep. go to Kansas City or Seattle. And it, it was just frustrating we couldn't keep them anywhere in town because we couldn't present a product that was 
something that was conducive to growing the game for them to get right. them to the next level. And so that's one of the main goals that we really wanted to do is provide a, a home in Iowa for these players to stay at. Mm-hmm. So then we have the MLR coaches. We know they know how to get to that level. Yeah. We can help them get into those academies, help them get into the right clubs and tryouts and combines, things like mm-hmm. that, to yep. make sure that they have as many opportunities as they want to grow their rugby career as far as it will take them. Right. Like, you just had Zach Gardner. He was just yeah. up in Chicago, right? Yeah, for the yeah Thunderbirds. for the Midwest yeah. Thunderbirds. Yeah. Right? That's right. So, I mean, that's one of those things where, yeah, I, wherever you play, like, Incredible you're, you're putting people yeah, into those good. positions to be seen elsewhere as well, if that is their goal or whatever they want to do. Yeah. yeah, and I think, too, going back to Bremer being that team that was kind of that roadblock in D3, not to brag, film it. Oh, you guys played there? No, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. I got yeah, yeah. tattoo on my leg, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting playing them this year without your guys' faces across the sideline. Well, yeah, because now yeah. they're moving up to yeah, D2. Yeah, yeah, and the way they've oh, split. I forgot about that. So oh, the way they're wow. splitting the schedule is that. it's Minnesota and Iowa teams. Yeah. So, and then Chicago and Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 So then they're going to take the top two from each and then flip them. So the number one from. The one side will face the number right. two for like a little round of. That's four. what they did last year too. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. But it was the whole conference. Yeah. And right. then they just took the top yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's cool too because I think one big thing that teams are afraid of also moving from D three to D two because it's something like we've talked about with the Wombats where we're like I think we've got the guys we could also compete there, but the travel is going to for some people depending what their goal is. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference from driving to from Des Moines to Iowa City. And driving from Des Moines to Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And the fact that Minneapolis is your furthest game. Right. That's good. That's it's pretty huge. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Green Bay was probably our farthest, would you say? Right? Green Bay was by far the farthest. Because, yeah. yeah, hours. Green Bay was like, I think, like well, seven, I mean, eight hours. But it's, now, yeah. but now, four hours is your max yeah. this year. Yeah. And I mean, huge. we owed a bunch of support to our sponsors there for that, mm-hmm. with allowing us to rent vans and stuff like that to right. make it easier on our guys. So all they had to do is show up and perform. Mm-hmm. Right. They didn't have to worry about, oh, can someone float me gas money? I don't know if I can make it. Just hop yeah. on the bus. Let's go up and handle our business. So, yeah, we definitely have to give a big shout out to all them that helped us get to that point so that's kind of a thing you don't think of you think of when moving up the ranks you don't think of the financial part of like the individual player Mm -hmm. the gas money the hotels the the little things that if you can take care of those parts like you said that's the structure you guys are right yeah putting it with the confidence and picking up the structure on the field as well. Right. I mean, you're, you're putting everything together and you saw results and you're hungry for more. So right. really, really cool to see it. That kind of leads me into the summer to see kind of what you guys are doing. You have a Midwest qualifier for sevens and then you have your Capital City Sevens tournament and your Toys for Tots Sevens tournament. So yeah, this summer is pretty packed. What, is, what does that look like for you guys? You have first up, the Mad Jack, Mad Jack Seven. So, which I saw you guys post about that. I didn't know that it was named after a former player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty neat. I, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't know that. And this is the second year in a row you guys are hosting a national yeah, qualifier. That's right? correct. Second year that we've hosted. And yeah, um, Mad Jack was a huge part of uh, our rugby community and rugby family. Uh, we always joke. So, one of our old number nine, Matt Connor, who tries to teach everyone how to pass. Apparently, he taught Matt Connor how to pass. So that's one of his claims to fame, amongst many. But yeah, yeah. It, are the MLR guys learning a lot from Matt Connor? 
Like oh, they have to be they have mental amounts. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't even they didn't know how to pass. Right, oh right. my god, they they'd be overseas playing right now. Matt Connor throughout their whole coaching. Well, I coached your little brother at Dowling yeah, yeah. with Matt Connor, yeah. and he taught me everything I know. Exactly. After six years of playing, like rewrote the books. He so. is our head coach. Yeah, he is yeah. our head coach. <laughs> the level two hundred certified. <laughs> like Matt Connor is an institution by far, oh, for absolutely. sure. I was gonna say John, John and Tim wouldn't even know how to pass if it wasn't for John Con- or for for Matt Connor. Yeah. Flip it, on. <laughs> That's for social media right there. I'll send it right to him. <laughs> but yeah, um, so the Mad Jack Seven. So who's all coming? What's that look like? And what's the squad look like? Yeah, um, we've kind of combined with a. I think we're having two qualifying teams. Yeah. So right now, circuit. so so we actually have so this upcoming weekend we're going to Madison, Wisconsin for uh, Madtown Sevens. And then the week after that, we were hosting, luckily, Mad Jack 7s, like you said, for the, the second time, which is going to be awesome. Both are national qualifiers. Right now, we have a, uh, you know, schools out for a lot of the college kids. So we have yeah. a bunch of college kids coming in from Iowa Central, Iowa State, Arkansas um, State, Arkansas oh, State nice. wow. Central College, yeah. just, you know, from all over. So we actually have, I mean, we consistently have around... 30 plus people show up to, nice. to practices for sevens, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we're hoping to, uh, it, you know, it's obviously with any rugby team, it's always numbers dependent. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know no, no matter what level you're at. So, you know, we, we do have a solid, we do have a solid squad right now. It's just how many squads are we going to be nice. putting up? So I know this weekend in Madison, we've got two going up that are going nice. to be trying for, you know, to qualify for nationals, which is awesome. Uh, Mad Jacks, which is super exciting for the, the people that don't know. Uh, Chicago Lions were the uh, national champions in and sevens last year, yep. which is crazy they were, ridiculous. They and were then there last year too, right? That yeah. Mad Jacks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they were there last year, and then also yeah. the St. Louis Bombers were there last year, uh, yeah, and they got fourth. Four, yeah. They got fourth in the nation. So I mean, legitimately, Blues, Blues, yeah. Metropolis, Metropolis, uh, Wisconsin selects. I don't know. I, I haven't heard from them yet if they're creating a selects yeah. team, but okay. they were there as well. You, I, I, I mean, top level talent for sure. So uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's fortunate and unfortunate, you know, being the fact of it's not going to be easy um, to to qualify for nationals. But at the same time, you know. What, why do you want to qualify for nationals and then just get absolutely smoked by the competition? So, I mean, we, we're, we're getting tested by the best. So, yeah. it should, I mean, it's super exciting to yeah. like the fact that we're in hosting in Des Moines. We will literally have like some of the best rugby player, sevens rugby players in the nation. I mean, playing, last so. year's national champion, and yeah. then guys who've played or are on the cusp of playing for a national seven or like in that oh, player for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those are guys that, you know, and then like you said, if you can qualify at Mad Jack Sevens, you know you can compete at the national stage because yeah. uh-huh. Chicago and Kansas City, those are clubs that are amazing. So yeah. you already know, like, oh, this is what we're competing with, so right. we should be here. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. A bunch of historically just powerhouse teams, mm-hmm. which, they, again, is unfortunate that we're, <laughs> that we're so close to them. But, again, awesome. You know, you know, uh, the, iron sharpens iron. Better. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's kind of cool, too, that you guys are – it almost kind of sounds like a select side team, but you guys are still going to wear the Des Moines yeah. pennies and everything. Okay. Right, yeah. right. It's a good recruiting tool, too. I mean, yeah. you know, get those guys over to Des Moines Field and get yeah. a chance to practice with you and stuff. It's, Absolutely. It's a cool idea. 
And it was it was great running things to the Iowa Union last year. We just mm. thought we'd just skip a step and just yeah. do it under one house, you yeah. know. Yeah. So. Yep. And like you have the resources to do it, exactly. where other clubs don't have that. Right. Where you know you guys have built that for yourselves, and you're taking advantage of that. Because yeah. I'd love to see like the Wombats send aside there, but it's like. We don't have 30 guys who are ready to go there. I mean, we, we have, like, a solid, like, and guys who want to yeah. be there doing that. So I'd probably have to um, start on that seventh team, and we don't need that. So <laughs> Feels like, I'm a forward. Yeah. I'm a forward. I was like, I'll play, we'll, I'll play we'll a half. We'll see you guys at the beef tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah we'll be at Toys for Tots in yeah. Capital City for sure. Oh, <laughs> definitely. And so after July 4th weekend, because nothing really happens, that's July 2nd. Right. July 9th, you guys host your annual Toys for Tots tournament, correct? Yes, that's correct. So what that you guys have been doing that for what, 15 years, time. 20 years? Just Forever? Think about all of that. I can't it's remember. It's been a the, long yeah, time. It's been a while. Um, for way long longer as, before that, way longer. As long before, as I've been playing, there's yeah. been a Toys yep. for Tots tournament. Yep. So uh, last year was one of our most successful ones, I would say. Mm. I believe we had about 23, 24 teams last year yeah. that signed up. And so we're hoping to, last few years, we've seen a growth yeah. in it, since, especially since COVID. And so the high school alumni division, uh, too. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's always fun, especially just getting some people out of the woodwork, seeing them with some strange faces that you haven't seen in 10 years. <laughs> right, right. Wondering why they're not still playing. <laughs> like, they play their one annual sevens tournament yeah. a year. There's actually, like, a lot of those guys. Yeah. They play one sevens tournament, they pull their hamstring, and, yeah. then, and then they're back into the cave. For yeah, yeah, the guy yeah, I work yeah. with actually does that. He uh, he played for oh god, I can't remember what the school was, but it was um, no, I know it. Hold on, Jeremiah Johnson coached him. It was uh, oh, Southeast Warren. Yeah. Southeast Warren, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it, he That's did the name I've heard he would do to Tots, you know, like every year, and he like I concussed his last year, so it's like, eh, maybe yeah. maybe he's gonna take a break. Those are those are a lot of the guys that like we're recruiting for is like getting guys off the couch, get them back into the community of rugby, right. like. Our biggest goal starting our club was let's get those guys who have played or have had that experience or former athletes and just get them back into the community. And so, like, I always yeah. love that division because it's like, hey, you did this. Come on. You know what I mean? Right. So definitely one of those things where you see all these, like you said, these faces we haven't seen in years. Yeah. And you're like, I'm older than you. Like, you can do it. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool tournament. Like, and I love, like, the whole, like, you know. Charity? Yeah, charity thing. You know, yeah. It's cool. I mean. It's, Speaking of, you were talking about like the infrastructure and everything of our club, and it's nice to be able to host a tournament where we make zero profit off mm -hmm. of it. All mm -hmm. the money that gets donated, all the toys that gets donated go straight to Toys for Tots. It just really feels good to give back to the community because mm -hmm. we feel so blessed and to be able to play the sport and be able to be a part of a community and stuff like this. And so being able to give back to some kids that kind of make their lives a little bit better and Hopefully, when they get to the high school systems, they remember that mm -hmm. and find their <laughs> right. high school team and yep. sign up. All will be well. It's a, it's a, and I honestly think Toys for Tots is a tournament that, f for a lot of people, is the reason that people join rugby. Mm -hmm. And like in the first place, is it's a it's a fun tournament. Yes, it's a tournament that's like you know you know I I feel like a lot of people joined. Because they knew someone, there was no like no pressure underneath. Yep. You have a drink with your friend after. There's good food. You know, it's for a good cause. You know, obviously at the end. So I mean, it's it, it's it's a summer day. I mean, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like uh, Toys for Tots is kind of the tournament that is kind of what brought a lot of people into yeah. rugby and thought, oh, this is kind of a fun sport. Maybe I'll keep trying to do this. So, Definitely, like the uh, spirit of rugby is yeah. alive. And oh all yes, that. yes, exactly. My my first memory of Toys for Tots would have been like 12 years ago. I'm playing wow. at you and I. 
And I remember... You just aged yourself. Yeah. No, it was... But, and, like, and here's the reason why. I was brand new to rugby. And, like, hey, we're playing sevens. And I was... I could play sevens a lot better back then than now. <laughs> just guess why. You know, my knees were better. Uh, yeah, right. That's what it was. Uh, but I just remember getting subbed on as, like, a brand new player. And I remember Grant Stefan looked at me. He's just like, hey... Don't fuck this up. We're winning by like two tries. I'm like, all right, yeah. And I just remember like being in the middle of the field, running with the ball. Someone grabs my jersey and I just spin around and I just like throw the ball straight up in the air. <laughs> Team returns it. And I remember Eric Nichols just looked at me. He's just like, God damn it. <laughs> He's a forward. And, yeah. yep. He's a forward. And then it gets worse because oh, then they kick the ball back off to us. You know, I don't get the kickoff. Guy gets the ball, middle of the field, one cut, I whiff, I fall down. We lose that game purely because of two mistakes I made in like 30 seconds. And I just remember like Nichols looking at me like, well, I don't think sevens is for you, man. I've still played it every year since pretty, pretty poorly. But I just remember, like you said, that no pressure, like still to this day, that's still a good memory. It was a lot of fun and it was really funny. And there was no like, oh, get out of here. You It's like, right. It's rugby. It happens. It's, <laughs> it's funny. Rugby. Like then we had beers and it was a good time, you know. Yeah. So, hopefully, we see those faces come back out, and yeah. then I mean, we will, and yeah. then it's going to be packed, and it'll be a nice day. It's always, yeah. I think that tournament too, it's always been just beautiful. Yeah. Like it's always a yeah. good. It's either beautiful yeah. or I mean, it's usually I always I mean, usually hot. hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. July. I'm just yeah. sweating like crazy. Oh, yeah. Like my yeah. first toys. But you're right. I can't remember a time where it's mm-hmm. raining through. It's right. always like sunny out. Yeah. So yeah, I got kicked in the face my first toys. <laughs> big old gash in my face, blood running down my face. Oh, it's probably some Des Moines guy. It was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was Jeremy Newman. Assholes. Oh, oh was it really? Yeah. I was like super hungover, so I think my blood was a little thin, so I was just bleeding profusely. Oh, and I'm like, goodness. I think I need stitches. And like, the trainer cleans it up, the cut's like this big. <laughs> <laughs> Phil held up his fingers to half a centimeter. <laughs> I forgot there's a camera. Yeah, but no one could see that. It was this big. And then after Cap or after Toys for Tots, we have the Capital City Sevens. Right. That's on the Iowa Summer Seven series. Right. So, what was the idea behind that? Uh, with like Capital Cities, just you want to stop on the Summer Seven series, and yeah. that's yeah. just about it. Yeah, I think that was just kind of Des Moines' kind of. Uh, uh, you know, stamp into the Iowa series mm-hmm. the tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how long have, we've had that seven series tournament uh, yeah, it's been hosted. For a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a shirt from like four. Or five I was about to say. Ago. I have oh, like, really? Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. bro, take from like seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a cool design on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, not only are we like trying to compete at the national level with the Mad Jacks qualifier, the Mad Pounds. Some of those we also want to contribute to the Iowa series, mm-hmm. uh, which we actually won last year. And so yeah, it's just one of the stops on the tour. Um, we're looking to have, hopefully have two teams on that as well, possibly three if numbers allow. Right. You, everyone seems to come out on Saturdays. So yeah. Right. Sudden, <laughs> That's right. Right. Especially yeah. when yeah, I was going to say, especially when it's at home. I, was, yeah, I like exactly. you said stop on the tour, but yeah, yeah it's at home. Exactly. Yeah. When we were at Capital Cities and Toys for Tots last year, the Wombats had like two and a half squads. And we're like, yeah. we don't know what to do. Then we go up to Waverly with seven. Yeah, and so like we went to Decoro with nine. Right. <laughs> like anything outside, uh, anything outside of Des Moines, we're like, oh, look at the time. Yeah, yeah, I got to do stuff. Well, I'm hoping that we can actually have decent numbers for Block Party because like we got in their ear multiple times. Yeah. Like with a lot of the guys who want to play sevens, like, 
hey, we only have like three of them this summer, so like, <laughs> this is one of them, this is a really fun one, so get there, which I'm assuming you guys will probably send two teams to that one, maybe, or... I don't know what the... Because that's Iowa City, it's yeah. like, it's a week after your Mad Jacks. I don't yeah. believe we have anything, so I don't know why we wouldn't. Yeah, um, yeah. It's obviously just kind of... Yeah. Coaches kind of decide all of that. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, but I, I mean, also it's... <laughs> It's kind of the sense of, uh, hey, do you uh, do you want? I don't like to play uh, two halves as a forward. Uh, you need to show up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like to, I like to play three four minutes and then uh, have a beer on the sideline. Well, I can't have seven people show up. That's the thing about sevens. Everyone's like, oh, it's only seven minutes. But it's seven minutes is great. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not. Well, and the, this year they want to make sure too because last year at our tournament there was some controversy with because there were some teams with low numbers. Guys switching teams or oh, yeah. re-entry, and so they're and like not pointing fingers, Phil, but no, you have nothing to do with it. I was gonna say, did you join the teams? <laughs> no, so they're talking about they want to make sure because they want it to be more legit, you know, uh, and no re-entry. Stick to your twelve subs, oh. and then that way too, and then yeah, like <laughs> no. legit, and like if you want to have a social side habit, hopefully our league and there's enough teams for it that it actually. We can do that. Um, hopefully, it's not one of those things we show up on a Saturday and at the captain's meeting, and everyone's like, "No," you know what I mean? So, because yeah. they want to give it some credibility. So yeah, then absolutely. that way, when we do a select side or when you have these tournaments, the results can actually translate to other competitions in other states, other unions, absolutely, and have some credibility, not just. Hundred people showed up and everyone just did whatever they wanted to do, you know. So yeah, <laughs> right, right. Because you know you'll have that sometimes, it's, but it's a good point. But like, man, I don't know if I'd want to. Phil, you don't have to play seven every game. Because if you're going to complain, you're not in the middle uh, of a game, Phil. Uh, dude, <laughs> you don't have to play. Yeah, this isn't an officers' meeting. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Of just like you feel like you don't have to play, but until so, it says. Hey Phil, you want to play? And then you're like, oh, I, yeah. I don't want to, but I want to at the yeah. same time. And then, until you're on the field, just in a hundred degree weather after sprinting for six minutes, and you're like, not no even, subs, okay, yeah, all right, even, another seven more like, minutes. How long has it been? It's like not even been like seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, time slows down. For there's sure. always that like internal struggle. It's like I can't be the one that subs myself out. <laughs> yeah. like, I like, too early. early. I got too yeah. much pride for that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're looking up and down the sideline, that, that eager guy Even with the fresh two guys just ran past you, and you're like, no, I can still go. Just keep making eye contact with the sidelines. Like, you good? Like, I want to say no, but I'm going to have to I feel like a void. I can't look at her. I was like, they're going to be like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Or like on kickoffs, I always tell her own kicker, like, kick the other way, even though it's like our two fastest guys are outside me. I'm like, Nah, still kick it that way. <laughs> I don't want to be involved at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just ride it out. Right. Oh, yeah. And then, so, a bunch of sevens there. The Iowa Seven Series. Then there's the Quad Cities. Um, and then there's Irish Fest after that. And then we have this, the fall season will start. Mm -hmm. So, you guys feel pretty prepped for that. How's preparation? Have you guys even talked about the fall season yet? Or what's, what's that kind of look like? I mean, it's kind of hard with having the seventh season during the summer. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the forwards are coming like once a week to make sure that we still kind of stay involved. Yep. Um, working on lineouts, scrumming, things like that, just to make sure we don't take any steps backwards from mm -hmm. what we just did in the fall. Because, like we were saying earlier, goal is hopefully here in the next year or so, move up another division. And we can't be doing that if we're constantly taking steps backwards. Right. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier here, too, with the new divisions and everything, with traveling. 
that should help out hopefully with some numbers things like that and being able to take on some familiar faces as well Mm -hmm. um yeah we're excited for it i mean it's another year in our system so hopefully everybody can kind of keep ingraining it more and more in their mind where it just becomes second nature so when you get into those adrenaline modes you don't even have to think about it you're just playing exactly you you just aren't where you're supposed to be and hopefully it'll flow smoothly yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't agree with that more. One of the big things that we talked about last year's fall season was that we had a lot of things that we struggled with in, in certain games was, and a lot of things uh, John brought up, was you guys had <clears throat> 20 minutes of great rugby mm-hmm. and then 60 minutes where a lot of it, you went back to your old stuff. Mm-hmm. And, then, yeah. and so obviously, you know, having another year with John as coach, and then adding Tim, hopefully, you know, we'll extend that to forty yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully eighty minutes, but we'll, we'll, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, we'll, we'll hopefully, continuing yeah. re- repetition and having those same. And um, those games are the ones that you, sadly would end up falling short more times than not. Mm-hmm. I would say. Right. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes too, we just need to give them the mindset of ready to play from kickoff. Sometimes yeah. we had to get punched in the face before we really started hitting yeah. our stride. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, just hopefully we can kind of another year in the system, another year of continuity with one another, knowing everyone's strengths and weaknesses and how to work around each other yeah. um, and with each other and just keep growing with it. And yeah, like we said, Tim's been a huge asset in that. I don't know who yells more at us, Tim or John. <laughs> I, that's so funny. That's that's literally what I was thinking of when you were, when you brought that up. Because I was like, we uh, it, that is another added level of motivation is just... <laughs> I mean, John was in the uh, was in the military, mm-hmm. um, or sorry, still in the military. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, he's doing something like right now. Yeah, I was going to say he's doing something right now, but I believe That's he's he's getting out of the military stuff. soon. But uh, but so he has a very much of a drill sergeant <laughs> <laughs> mindset, and so it's uh, it's very entertaining <laughs> to be a part of the practices because I, I like to say that he goes home and then writes out like a hundred different insults and then has them written on his hand when he comes to practice. Like, I will take you and I will chop your dick off and beat you into the ground for like, for hours on end until you can't make babies anymore. Just like, just like, I mean, again, sarcastic. It's so sarcastic, but at the same time, it's just, it's, it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's it's awesome. It's so funny. And then Tim is so meticulous. You'd think you'd have a semi-decent game and then, he would put together like a five-minute highlight reel of everything you did wrong in the game because he's watched it ten times over. It's just right. like, oh my goodness. Like so, little movements you didn't even see or like an angle yeah. like to a breakdown. Yeah, or just exactly. something like you're like, I've never even thought about that. Like, oh, absolutely. are they just pulling their hair out when you revert back to that like Midwest style? I mean, you've played in Iowa and you played in college in Wisconsin mm-hmm. where like, uh, up in Whitewater, where it's a very similar style all around, where it's like, you know, forwards, bang, 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 right. back line, crash. Oh, maybe we hit a switch? No. Bang, bang, bang. And it's right. just so predictable. Yeah. It's and very forwards heavy. Yes. It's very forwards heavy. And it's, and I think who's that's... Whose athletes one. are better than whose athletes. Yes. Yeah. Who can punch harder and who can last longer. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like that's where, like, with Bremer, for those years, it was just a very, like, hey, everyone wants to play physical. This team's going to out physical. And then it's just, it's in the forwards pack. And then something breaks free, and that's it. Where you know teams are now trying to look towards like a one-three-three-one. They're looking for more ways to get their backline integrate with their forwards, or their forwards who can move into their backline. But then still, like you said, you get tired. 
20, 40, 60 minutes go by, and then it goes back to, I'm in a pot of three. Right. I'm hanging out. Does that just drive them crazy? Oh, absolutely. They'll both <laughs> oh, be bored by the time they leave us. But <laughs> No, but the, yeah, but then the times it works, it just looks like poetry. I mean, mm-hmm. It just flows so smoothly. You're just like, oh, that's how rookie's supposed to be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was a lot easier than us taking 10 crashes right yeah. at the biggest guy where we should have even tried to even attempt that. So. Right. <laughs> the amount of gray hairs that have been added to probably both oh, of yeah. them, and I know Tim's only been here for, you know, like a couple months now, but the amount of gray hairs that we've Most probably added to, for both of yeah, probably, <laughs> probably for me. We don't, oh, that's off the record though, cut that out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the amount of gray hairs that we've probably added just from like kind of, <laughs> one of the jokes that it, like Colin says all the time, I'm gonna find the person that taught you this and beat them into the ground just because we have so many like yeah. bad habits of like you said of just of just going back to this simple of just like I'm looking down tunnel vision yep. and I don't care about anything else and and we're just gonna when once we get in the tackle we're gonna throw the yep. ball up in the air and hopefully it finds someone and we find a hole and like, it's a one phase mindset you're not setting up three four phases oh. it's like crash yes then what yes a hundred percent you just turn your brain off and uh, yes uh, smash and, yes yeah. and that's where yeah th- again your athletes didn't change who they were not at all but the mindset of how to attack another team right thinking three four levels down the road that's how the game has changed for you guys yeah, right and it, the best part about it too is like it's credible you know, mm-hmm. you say, go watch the Harlequins, go watch Ireland, mm-hmm. go watch South Africa. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing this offense. Yeah. So they're smart enough to do it. Right. Like, most teams should try to emulate what is successful in rugby. Right. And, 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 the, and the cool part is, is, I mean, like I said earlier, like we, we at times, we're only doing 20 minutes of this, like, actual mm-hmm. solid rugby. And it changed us dramatically as a team to, to the point that we were – decently successful in division two so that's kind of what we're hoping for is that you know that you know average of minutes of like this is beautiful rugby yeah. this is rugby that you're supposed to do this is rugby that's going to get you wins and uh, and score tries is uh will help us kind of rise up into to division one and, and yeah. then being a powerhouse in division one and if you can so put on. that together for 80 minutes oh my yeah. god that's what it looks like for 20 oh my god what could and then if, yeah. you're, if you're doing that for 80 minutes that's going to bring in more right. people Exactly. And then that's going to bring in too many people, and then they'll yeah. come to us. Right. It works for everybody, you know? Right. That's what I was, kind of, I was kind of talking about in one of the first officers' meetings that I held. It's like, it kind of sucks being in this room, but it's so like humbling and honoring. But mm-hmm. you're constantly trying to make this team so good and competitive that you mm-hmm. recruit yourself. Yeah. To the point that you're no longer playing. <laughs> that's true. Like, we're always trying to bring in the top talent, bring in everybody, and then it's just like, I'm kind of also trying to push myself out. Right, right. It's right. such yeah. a weird problem. Yeah, right yeah it's, it's where you're like, oh, man, we're, we're getting all these people. Awesome. And then you blink and you're like, fuck, I'm like seaside. Like, yeah. like, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not I, even I considered. I got promoted to the hill. Yeah, I got promoted to watching from the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's like, like you said, it's the best problem to have because it's, yeah. 100%. It means it's the club is growing. Things are, are happening how they should. But you do have to take a step back and move the ego aside to be like, yeah, I'm in this role. I mean, you're the president of your club. You're the president to put the club in a better place. And if that means you have to share some time or put some work in a different way. Like I know 
we don't have any second row players like right now. Nobody over six foot on our team. Uh, that, besides like Devin, but otherwise, yeah, he just he, he started just playing started, rugby yeah. two months ago. Yeah, he's like a big so, powerlifter guy. He's strong. He's I got so pushed strong. back to lock, which I haven't done forever. <laughs> and it's like one of those things where it's like. I never thought I would move out of the front row so I could just stand and yell at people like, get there, like they did me, <laughs> you know, like, come on, back line. So, but yeah. it's uh, one of those things where you're like, you got to do what you got to do, no matter what that looks like. So, yeah. Uh, it just seems like every team always has 20 wing forwards. Oh, it's six uh, foot, 200 uh, pound guys. <laughs> we yeah. call them fat backs. Yeah. Fat backs. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been kind of doing a new thing with our offense where we're moving more of our our bigger guys out to the side. Yeah. It's a secret. Well, but then when you see us play, it's not a secret because then people are like, hey, uh, Greg, why are you on the wing? And like, it's the game plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned the whole like, you know, 20 minutes of like good rugby, staying your structure, and then you kind of revert back to like all your old shit. Right. This is literally like the whole deal we've been going through this spring with like this new like offense that we've been incorporating so far. It's like first 20 minutes, we're running it really well and everything. And then all of a sudden, like later on in the game, we kind of, revert back to the old shit that we were doing and it's like what are we doing like why aren't yeah. we staying in this the entire 80 minutes yeah. right yep. i think that's just kind of pretty common for most teams I feel mm-hmm. like. i'm sure it is common for incredible like even for the most successful teams obviously with fatigue and when you're playing yep. for 80 minutes mm-hmm. tackling and running whatever you're gonna you know you're <laughs> you're, you're gonna be fatigued and your brain's not gonna work you yeah. know, right oh, off yeah. from the start but yeah so and to change gears a little bit but still talking about competing I want to go into Husky, something that you do for your club. Oh, when the Wombats nice. popped up and you had to compete with our social media, what was oh. that? Like? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Actually, you did a really good job. Like, hey, don't give me any comments. <laughs> <laughs> you, had no idea, you had no idea where that was going. You oh, like, like, what's happening? I <laughs> wish there was video of this because my eyes got big. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> you and I both have the Facebook radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we both found, we both found we both found women that appreciate our yeah. faces for radio too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's funny because I actually started doing social media just randomly, like I legitimately. Screamed across the hall because <laughs> we just impeached our social media rep- public relations guy. <laughs> we have the same speech. That sounds he like well, he, he he was he, showing up, he had he had time issues to where he wasn't able yeah. to put as much time yes. to it. And so they had an officers meeting, and I just happened to be in the clubhouse. You were just walking by. Yeah, I, I legitimately was I'm like, like, "Well, this guy posts all the time on Instagram. Like, let's just yell over." <laughs> well, the thing is, is I don't like. I legitimately am terrible at social I think media. My last Instagram post was from like two years ago. So what? Well, like, in reference <laughs> okay. to me, you're way better at it. All right, fair enough. But and they literally like as a group, they all looked over at me and they're like, "Hey, do you want to do social media for Des Moines Rugby?" And I was like. Sure, oh, and then legitimately, cool. that's it. Okay. The um, <laughs> you just thank you, Phil. There like, you go. I was just like, I've wow, never, I was like, I've never seen Phil oh. post once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was at the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thank you. You've, now Phil <laughs> you've just doubled my follower count, so I appreciate that. Um, but uh, but legitimately, that's that's funny to bring it up because I can't tell you the number of conversations and the amount the amount of like holy shit like wombats are kicking her ass in social media like <laughs> legitimately like no no, no thing. Of old boys. Well, <laughs> legitimately, you guys like lit a fire uh, of you know obviously I like just started and I wanted to like start posting, but then it was a combination of because like it, it was it was both when you guys started and then also I started, mm-hmm. and so it was. 
I kind of got thrown into the fire of like, hey, wombats are posted all the time. And we are post. We haven't posted since you know the William Taft administration. Like, like let's like let's get going. So, so it 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 was it was awesome because you guys were posting so much, and so and I was getting a lot of pressure. Like, hey, you need to catch up with these guys. So it was good. Like, it was really good, yeah. and I kind of realized that I kind of enjoyed it too. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's and like that quarantine ruggers page, yeah, yeah. like yeah. making memes. And like the funny thing is too, like I joke and call it a competition because right, you and I will send messages back and forth to oh, each yeah. other, like, hey, it's more relevant for you. Here's this thing. Take a picture of the seven yeah. beers in yeah. front of you right now. <laughs> hey, that's a monster. Uh, no, so like, I mean, it's one of those things. Right. Like we joke back and forth, and like we share things and like reshare each other's stuff. And I think it's been fun to like. It really is fun to connect with people. And then to also see, like, you know, people may have ideas of, like, the Wombats in Des Moines. I mean, we're just right down the road from each other. Right. But there, it is a big enough community. And I do hope that, you know, we have worked together and hopefully we can keep working together. And then also realize, too, that, like, we are an alternative for people that maybe can't fit the schedule that you guys have. Or maybe they don't, you know, the, the practice structure or the demands of a D2, D1 team doesn't work for them. But then at the same time, we work with each other. It helps both clubs. Right. And then also you can see, like, we're having fun. Rugby is right. supposed to be about fun, community. So, like, that's what I feel like we've been doing. And Absolutely. It's been, it's been yeah. awesome. Rugby is, like, one of the best fraternities and mm-hmm. two too. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to what you guys were talking about, about how much you guys were posting, and now with Bremer joining D2 as well, it just mm-hmm. constantly makes sure that we keep our foot on the ground. I mean, yeah. there's no chance of being complacent with People constantly competing with you in the same area for the same amount of rugby players. So, I mean, right. you always want to be the best at everything. Right. And sometimes it's not always the easiest. But, I mean, yeah, it just obviously motivated us as officers as well to find someone that could step up mm-hmm. and <laughs> compete with you in regards to posting social media. And that's what's yeah. funny. It was the COVID kind of break. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, I was teaching from home. Yeah, I, I did all those. <laughs> the, those those to... Zoom calls? Those yeah, are... all those Zoom teaching. I hated yeah, those. Oh, it was terrible. Like, Because it, it was one of those things where I would teach for like five minutes and be like, this is how you do this, questions. Yeah. And then no one a would say anything. Yeah, no one yeah, would say a, a single of... thing. Jeez, and yeah. then I'd be like, all right, work for 10 minutes and then I'll check back in. And then in that 10 minutes, I'm like, what's a meme I could make? I'm, like, I'm literally <laughs> I'm bored out of my mind because I'm trying to interact with the kids. They don't care. But they're not. I mean, they're. It's a math class virtually for eleven and twelve year olds. Yeah. You just picture how that's gonna go. You're never. I mean, you can hardly make them <laughs> pay attention in person. Like, yeah. how the heck are you can make it do that when they don't have to have their video on? They yeah. Can they have their their toys, video games, yeah, anything that they want to do, like literally feet away from them? Yep. And <laughs> why would they pay attention to you? Well, and even oh, the yeah, same for I, me yeah. too. I'm sitting here like. <laughs> My, my wife's working in the other room, TV's here, PlayStation oh. 4 is here, cats are over here, like, right. there's house <laughs> projects to do, and memes to be made, like, I'm right. just like, I'll just make one real quick, and, it, yeah. and it's just kind of funny, too, because, like you were saying about, like, everybody's doing something, yeah. where it feels like sometimes, like, like there's been a couple weeks where, like, I'll focus more on something at, at school or at work or whatever, yeah. and take a step back, and then, did you guys see Mason City is doing this inner city sevens league? Have, did you see that on social media? No, not at all. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. It's so way cool. Check this out. 
So this spring, they were struggling for numbers. They were supposed to come down to a tournament of ours. But they're like, hey, we're going to put pause to our program for just a minute. We're going to reevaluate, restructure some things. We owe you guys one. We'll, we'll see you later. And so we're like, hey, everything's cool. So Mark Blong and River City Rugby, they, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they got together and they put together the Sevens Rugby League. Oh wow. The Inner City Sevens Rugby League, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. They have graphics, they have a social, or they have a Facebook page for it, and what they did was they basically assigned those like six players that were very like committed, and like, you get a team, you get a team, you get a team, you get a team, people from the community, and they play a league, mm-hmm. and they post the scores, they had 40 to 50 people show up their wow. first night. No way. Shit. A ton of fans on the sidelines, too. Awesome. It's way yeah. cool. And so now, no way. you have 40 to 50 people in Mason City that are interested in rugby, whether it's being a fan. And I think that's something, too, as, like, rugby people. Right. One of our goals is, like, not everyone's going to play rugby. Yeah. Like, some of us, me, like, we only have a few years left. We need fans. <laughs> we need people on yeah. the... We need, <laughs> like we need, we need fans. You know, we need people to show up to watch parties. You need people on the hill. You we need, need painted the, chests. Yeah, exactly. Face paint, everything. Yeah. We need people waving flags and boomboxes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everything. So it's just one of those things where. Oh, oh that's what I, I was trying to think about. Yeah. And just yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I was actually going to bring that up. To that's you guys. awesome. Seen that? I don't know. Maybe next summer, like us. Like Wombats, Des Moines, maybe the Touch League. Maybe we make a, like, we work with them on, like, a Touch Rugby Sevens League where you have all your players, you put them in a player pool, we draft people. And then, here's the thing, you can only draft five rugby players. You can take a Wombat, you can take a Des Moines guy, you can take a Touch player. Then those other two slots, up to 12, you have to sign free agents. You have to find a person in the community to fill out your roster or you play a man down. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Right? Oh, like, that's just, super cool. Yeah. I'd have to look more into that. That sounds really, really cool. For a second, I thought you said that we should adopt, or you were going to say we're gonna, you said we should adopt Vuvuzelas, and I was going to, yeah. That can be your team. So your <laughs> team, Vuvuzelas. Really rolls off the doesn't, tongue. Doesn't yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the constant drone of a noise. It fits. It fits. <laughs> it fits. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even just with the complacency wrapping it up on that, I mean, you see other communities doing this kind of thing, and it mm-hmm. makes you want to do more. That's yeah. so cool. And all that's going to yeah. do is just keep growing the game in Iowa. Exactly. So if everyone has that mindset in the mm-hmm. state to keep trying to grow themselves internally and see what everybody else is doing, and hopefully keep trying to one-up each other, yeah. we're going to have a great rugby population here in Iowa. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like a one-up, like, kind of no, no, big no. dick somewhere. No, no, you're, no, no. you're trying to be like, hey, that's really cool. Why not us too? And yeah, then it just again, you know, adopt like the idea and yeah, make and it your own. Make it your own, and then try to yep. also put out an idea there for everyone yep. else to then adopt. Yeah, because right. then that's how like there's just the more people that just interact with rugby wherever they move off to. Hopefully, we see teams like you know Algonas go for college or Blackhawk oh, and Waterloo or Storm Lake Albatross. Like that'd be cool to see some of those old teams pop up. I know there's Absolutely. some rumors of like maybe Oskaloosa or the. Jefferson Boone Ames area like there's been rumors of like a D4 D3 teams popping up there and it's like I think in a couple of years with all the high school talent and just there's a lot happening in the Des Moines area if people move away like we could see and hopefully we see more teams pop up I mean D3 rugby in Iowa this year 
We will have more teams than D3 than any other union in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. Like really? We have eight or nine teams. Everyone Next else is like at six or five. Next, wow. I think they're taking, what, this the year? Quad cities are back, right? Yeah, Quad cities back. Davenport um, started up there. Uh, I heard about that. Yeah, Dubuque is back? Yeah. Or, yeah, it was Dubuque, sorry. I was yeah. thinking Davenport for yeah. some reason. But, uh, yeah, Dubuque's back, which they looked pretty good. We watched them at All-Iowa. They yeah. looked look decent. Yeah. But, uh, God, where was they going with all Phil, that? Phil, if anyone from Dubuque is listening to this, I'm like, Oh, we look decent. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know how to just. You said to Coach Brent Nelson at Iowa Central, you're like, oh, yeah. You know, when people, when people, you know, go to your program and move on to better things, like. I didn't say better things. Yes, you did. I just yeah. listened. I, I literally listened to it. I literally yeah, listened God. to it. That's not you, what I meant. You don't. I, I, I love you and I know you. I, don't, I know you don't mean it, but it's really fun to make fun of the you. The amount That's of stuff good. that uh, we're going to have to cut off. Des Moines rugby loves Iowa Central. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Send him your <laughs> We have the hoagie hammer. <laughs> oh yeah, no, and that's why too. Like we wanted to have you guys on, uh, just because one, we want to see what you guys are up to, not just for us to steal notes, whatever, but like just so everybody can kind of see like what you guys got going on, and just that's a big reason for this whole podcast is to share stories around Iowa to hopefully encourage people to. Keep keep pushing forward, yeah. right? Keep pushing because Absolutely. I do feel like as a as a whole state, we are all. I mean, Bremer's moving up. You guys just moved up, still looking to move up. We're a brand new team. Dubuque is back. High school rugby is exploding. So hopefully, it just hopefully we can use this momentum and keep it going because I think Iowa could be a pretty cool spot for rugby. So MLR guys don't come to Iowa. They're born in Iowa. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Hashtag it. Born in the Hashtag woods. Yes. Born oh, yeah. in the woods. Born in the woods. For all of you who don't know, that's your guys' alma mater. Is, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You and I rugby, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Right. Born yeah. in the woods. Let's oh, yeah. not use that. Then we, get, then we get stomped in playoff. Or uh, what was it? At Cottage Grove, like 40 to 40. <laughs> yeah. Hey. The Panthers beat Whitewater this year. Take that's right. Year. That's yeah. right. No, that's you right. had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. But boy, are Phil and I proud. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, yeah. Are you talking about how he's a D2 national champion? Oh, jeez. Uh, have you heard this story? This Wait, is, what? This is part of my, this is part of my, this is part of my agent's contract of uh, being <laughs> oh, on this podcast. This has agent. to be mentioned <laughs> once, at least once. says every time you see him, all of us could probably recite this. All right. Well, good. Now everyone that's listening that knows me is rolling their eyes ridiculously. Because they know exactly what's coming up, They're and this is right and this is the point, and this is the point that I try to make is these stories <laughs> so get well, brought up by other people. <laughs> real quick, before you tell this story and people turn this off, make sure you go to uh, Central City Liquors. Got to get bad read before people turn off the story. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you what for a our blog. podcast. Uh, it's nice knowing you guys. Oh, they, you guys need have a, a rest. they need a drink to listen to us. <laughs> <Husky's laughs> <other story laughs> Why don't you go to your fridge, open up a nice, uh, take a couple shots of tequila, maybe a Miller High Life. Uh, B-Side Boys, sponsored by Knob Creek and uh, Miller High Life. I was about to say Knob Creek. (laughs) But yeah, go ahead. Javi's never heard this. Let's hear it. No, well, I mean, (laughs) so we actually, uh, Ryan and Phil, we both know each other. Uh, We both played in college together, uh, and we were in the same college uh, conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, We both played for the, uh, the Will Conference. Will. Yeah, and I played for uh, UW Whitewater uh, in Wisconsin, and then you guys obviously played for Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. and uh, and we met a couple times uh, just through that, mm-hmm. and and luckily the the years that I played you, I was, I was able to 
ride the coattails of a people a lot better than me and uh, win a D2 national championship in college. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's the and story. You were, hey, you um, so good that you played in New Zealand, too. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, my story is the same as you, but I won a D1 and double A. Oh! oh! Bobby, show him the ring. Make him kiss oh, it. <laughs> Where's the ring? It's not on me, but I have a picture of it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's looking. It's, it's his background, and he has it tattooed. On his finger. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that egotistical. <laughs> Husky, that's the problem. Yeah. Husky, how did you ever even end up at Whitewater? Because aren't you originally from like the Des Moines area? No, so I'm actually from. I'm actually from Wisconsin. No but, uh, really? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. He doesn't even follow me on Instagram. Instagram. How did he yeah, know? Just found yeah. out. Ooh, that. All right. He's got the ring up. That does. That is a nice ring. That yeah. is a nice ring. It's got a lot of bling for sure. I'm sure. Tom Tom Brady would be jealous. Sure. Um, no, but I'm actually from Wisconsin. Was was born and raised in Chicago, but then moved to Wisconsin when I was younger. What town? But uh, Delafield is the name of it. Just like 20, 30 minutes outside of Milwaukee. Okay. But uh, but I actually went to Drake. This is probably what you're thinking. I went to Drake University for two years before I realized I hated pharmacy and played for Des Moines Rugby. And then that's also how I knew you guys originally. Oh, okay. And then I moved back to... Wisconsin, and then transferred to UW Whitewater, who obviously got your national title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, so were you on the national runner-up team when they lost to like Duluth or whatever it was? So, so we weren't the. Oh wait, yes, yes. So I joined the year that I joined, and I wasn't. I was like, I was on the bench the entire time, so I wasn't really part of the team. But yeah, we were the runner-up to Duluth my first year. And then, geez, I'm forgetting now what exactly. I think we, we lost to them twice, and that that's what it was. We played them in the semifinals the the year following, and then and lost to them again. And then we uh, and then we played, unfortunately, not Duluth my my last year, but uh, we won the championship against Furman University. Okay. So South Carolina. Yes. Yep. And so yeah, and, and Greenville, South yep. Carolina. Yeah. No. So yeah. we were. You and I was in the Northern Lights when Duluth yeah, was Duluth on their tear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then and, so I became <laughs> oh the coach, God, and then I was like, you know what? The the Minnesota League isn't growing. Right. They're not looking to pull in the Dakota schools. They're not looking to right. like, do anything. And like we're the odd man out in Iowa. And then I saw what. I think he was in charge. Todd Streeter might have been in charge mm. of the will, or yes, yes, I believe he was. They were yeah. like they were a power conference. They were like yeah. we're going to do sixteen and they were teams. A lot. Yeah, we're right. going to have an auto bid and probably two at large bids. And Northern right. Lights was you either win or you don't make playoffs. And right. so I'm like, you know what? We're leaving the Northern Lights. We're going to the will because right. one, you get closer games, you get more games, and then also there's two at large bids right. and an auto bid. Let's roll the dice. Go there. So we go from getting our asses kicked by Duluth for two years and being number two in the Northern Lights. And then we move to the Will, and then we run into Whitewater, and it's just like, come on, yeah. can't catch a break. We're in the conference of the national champion like five years in a row. <laughs> right, I, noticed, right. yeah. I noticed that, yeah, because like, we lost Duluth, who's like, I think it was my junior year, and uh, we were like like ranked like sixth in the nation or something like that, and everybody's like, oh, like this is going to be a really good yeah, match. Right, and so right. we go all the way to Duluth, and they just beat the that's when we fell in love with the song uh, uh, The Wreck of the Edmund, Edmund Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald yeah. by Gordon Lightfoot. The yeah. what? The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So it was like a uh, freight ship or whatever that like went down in the uh, in Lake Superior or whatever, like during a storm. 
and like all the men died on and stuff. There's a song about it, yeah. like or Lightfoot. And when we went up to Duluth, we stayed in this motel oh, yeah. that the whole theme of the motel was this song? the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald because yeah. it was like uh, it was uh, uh, it, it would transport trip. iron That's ore and it, they were known for like throwing parties and like yeah. you wanted to work for this crew uh, but the gales of November they came early <laughs> and it, yeah <laughs> this sounds like the most nor like top of the northern the like midwestern state oh, I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. No, so we would ever, sing it every yeah. Wednesday every Wednesday we would sing it at OP and people would start leaving because the song is like seven minutes it's seven minutes long. <laughs> oh my jeez <laughs> I so actually, it, is, it is the free bird of rugby songs? Yes. You, okay, There's you, a five-minute guitar solo. And, <laughs> and like the guitar is just like... It's so like every strum, you're like, is this slowed down a little? And there was a wedding. I was actually up in Wisconsin for a wedding this past year at Devil's Head. And yeah, yeah. this guy um, had a few drinks, and I'm feeling good. I'm talking to strangers, whatever, making friends. <laughs> And this Doing whole right, guy, right thing. That's shocking. It's just normal stuff. And this yeah. guy's like, hey, I put some credits in there. Play the next song. He had like 100 touch tunes credits. So naturally, <laughs> I I spent every credit and I played Gordon Lightfoot, The Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald, like, I don't know, 20 times in a row. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the, the part was, that I was heard the it. whole wedding song. Yes. <laughs> well, this was the night before at the bar. Oh. So it was the night before, you know, making friends before, so I'd know people at the wedding, whatever. And then you didn't make le- you didn't make friends doing that. Yeah, twenty, 20 <laughs> times of the same song. No one knew it was me because then Lex was like, "Hey, big day tomorrow. I'm in the wedding. We should go back to the room." I heard the song play once, and then we went back to our room. And then who knows what happened? And I never saw that guy again. I don't make like friends. People pay to skip. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pay extra once, dude. Yeah, I know. Wait, what? I'm made a killing that night. <laughs> oh, and then the thing is too, if they didn't skip it, that song was still playing it. 9 a.m. in the morning. Like, yeah. oh it's such God. a long song. Oh. Me, we, I used to do that in college. Where so you so we had this one bar that they had a jukebox that you could do with your phone. Like they had an app attached oh, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. And so I lived close enough downtown to where oh. I could reach it. So what me and my buddy would do before we would go out is we would play Who Let the Dogs Out, and we would play that 20 times in a row. Because if you guys know the beginning of Who Let the Dogs Out, it's just. Who let the door? And then so everyone just goes, oh my God. And so it, it would be so funny because we lived close enough to where we would just walk by that bar mm-hmm. every time we'd go out. And so when we would do that, before we'd go out, we'd walk by that bar and just see people just like <laughs> leaving the bar in droves or just people just be like, what is going no. on? It's and one then, in, one out. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, do you hear the barking? You look out the window and then just, it's not one in, one out anymore. We can belly up to the bar. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's so funny because like I was working at Fuzzy's Taco. I was like doing some plumbing stuff and... We were in there, and then all of a sudden, like, um, they have a Touch Tunes deal on there, and WAP came on, like, just out of nowhere, and the, the lady, remember, like, is, like, the part over there, just like, what in the hell? It's like, I think somebody next door is messing with me, because they play this every single day. <laughs> WAP is another great song to play. Uh, it's so annoying. <laughs> I think for a while there, at Pally's, Raven would play that for me, like, every time I came in, because... I think St. Patty's Day, I might have, like, yelled the lyrics to that song. And then midway through, I don't know the words, so I just... 
made my own lyrics, so good times. I think the only time I've used Touch Tunes was when George Michaels died and I was in Shotgun Betty's. I played Wham, instantly got skipped in there. <laughs> Weird. Shocker. I mean, it Shotgun... It's more of a social experiment than anything. <laughs> shotgun Betty is a place I never want to step foot in again. Oh, okay, okay. Gosh. I, I made a mistake one night. I was out Whoa. on the town, and I went into Shotgun Betty's. I still got, like, a sore thumb. Like, I was probably the only... What were you using your thumb? A sore thumb. <laughs> he stuck out like a sore thumb. Thank I thought you, you yeah, said your thumb was sore. No, what? From sticking I mean, it out. That's what I heard. Hey, we got to play that My back. thumb was so sore. <laughs> My thumb was so sore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of women walked out ball legged that day. <laughs> no, it was it was weird. I felt so uncomfortable. Everybody, everybody was looking at me so awkwardly, and I'm like, "Y'all can go about your business. There's nothing to see here. Just, just, just a 21 year old Hispanic kid in a in a redneck ass bar." Well, I was gonna say, if you weren't wearing a cowboy uh, hat and boots, you probably stuck out like a sore thumb, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, I don't think oh, I've my. ever been to Shotgun Betty's. No, I don't. I wouldn't, unless you're. Unless I you're... would probably say keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I've been I asked didn't... to politely leave Shotgun Betty's twice, so. Because <laughs> it was more like I don't like being there, and like group of friends are like, hey, let's go to Shotgun Betty's, and I'm like, hmm, we're like throwing a little temper tantrum. Like, I don't wanna. Let's just stay at the Irish. That sounds like me whenever Irish I go to the Irish. Love it. Like, or the operating room. That's I love oh, that video game. That, 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 that I love, love that. No, 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 no. Up down, I know it's not in West Des Moines, oh, but yeah. Up Down yeah. is the better version of Operating oh, Room. 100%. Des Moines. Yeah. Oh, how many times have we been there? Like, hundred. Yeah. Have you guys oh. actually ever been to Center Field? Never. Okay. Never heard. It's, of it's it. a university, oh, right? Yeah, it, it used to it used, yeah. it used to be the old front row. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a block from my house. No, I, I love I love the vibe. Yeah, I love, I love, I love the vibe. There. My neighbor, I'm like 63rd in the university. Yeah, you're like practically my neighbor. I live like on 60th. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah. Now the whole world. Cut, knows I was gonna say, cut, cut, cut that part <laughs> I was just walking through the lab. I was like, I almost bought a house. I'm like, me and Greg almost were neighbors. Let the record be shown that Nate Tisdale is a big fan of egging and teeping. Yeah. So if anyone wants to go that way, yeah, and forking. The if bag. Not, yeah. Wait, did you, did you say pegging? Wait, yeah. cut that out, Abby. Yeah. Said old lawsuits to Jacob Huskisson at apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luckily, I live in an apartment complex. So, like, you can even say the apartment complex and can say which one. You would find a random I, one. I don't nine even know B. what the name of yours is. I just know how to get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's apartment yeah. number 9B. What the heck, I met you today, and you know that. <laughs> yeah, he I didn't know your name, but I know your apartment. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, one thing I have to ask you, Nate. Yeah. When's your brother going to play rugby for a minute? Oh, I know. We were just actually talking about that. I tried to get him to come out to a couple practices, and I'm like, well, hey, now Bremer's moving up. I'll see you <laughs> twice a year, man. He uh, is the person. He Is, is the he per- still at UNI? No, he grad. Okay. Yeah. He's four years younger than me, so he's been out of school quite a while now. My sister just graduated, so. Oh, Tiz, yeah. you're 45, right? Yeah, well, I like to say that so when everyone's like, oh, you're 45, you look great for 45. It's not like, ah, you're 28, shit. Oh. Well, I guess, yeah. Uh, Downhill from here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Nate Leon? Yeah. Um, 
I coached him at Dowling too, and he's been playing with Kansas City. Yeah. So yeah, I'm dumb. Yeah, your brother would have been out of college a while yeah. ago. Jeez, time flies. I swear, I just coached him like two years ago so, at Dowling. He's so good at it too. He's just a better version of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like in high school. We had all soccer players and cross country players. We were probably like. The tallest, skinniest team. Oh, yeah. And we had, like, ten guys, but they never got tired because they were all cross-country soccer players. And it wasn't like we're going to out-physical anybody. It was just like, ha-ha, you're tired, we're not. (laughs) And, like, we snuck into the state playoffs and then played Southeast Polk when they they were in the middle of their championship run. Yeah. And as, like, we snuck in as Nate's, he's like, yeah, we did it. And it was like, all right, here's Southeast Polk. Huh. Well, it was a fun. <laughs> it was a fun while it lasted. But no, he should definitely he should definitely play again. You know, my but. dad and I are always on him about it. Well, What's like, he yeah. say? Like just not for him. I mean, he's 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 a toys for tot athlete. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, we there we go. Dowling reunion team. Yeah, I mean, we can probably get some guys. We get Kurt Flood, Brendan McConville, Grant Ty, Stephan, Ty, Ty. Ant. Um, Oh, God. Oh, and, I want to see him play sometime again. I feel like it's been a while. He hasn't played in a long okay. time. I was going to say, I mean, he's focused. I, I don't think. Well, I'm, he's been more on the, the coaching side, right? Because yeah. he coaches yeah, coaching the coaching. Ankeny Assholes and yep. then obviously Iowa State for yeah. 15s and 7s. I played with him so, for a while. And he was on. When, so 15s in Iowa, you used to have a 7s series or a 7s tournament, and then they would come together for like four different teams. And then all of them would play each other in 15s, and mm-hmm. then they'd come together for one 15s team. That would go take on, like, I think we played... Like in Elkhart, Indiana, right? Well, we did that, but one year we played, like, St. Thomas Aquinas. Oh, we God. played, like, oh. Denver. Well, we, went oh. to, we went out to Sioux City one time, and I swear I broke the game line, like, five times and mistakenly passed it to Andy. ran out of bounds <laughs> each and every single time of it. And I was like, okay, we're done with this experience. <laughs> Last summer, I remember at Toys for Tots, like he was coaching the assholes, and I feel like that's where I like first really got to know you guys yeah. was because I lived in Ankeny but played for Bremer, and I was like, I'm in town, and like I remember J.K. was playing there, mm-hmm. Lou Kermanson, just saw him at Chris Square's wedding yeah, last weekend, yeah. saw him. Oh, um, I remember Wild playing child. playing yes. with him, and like Ant would play back then, and this last summer, Ant was just like, oh great. If you go in, I'll go in. And I jump in. And I'm like, Ant, what are you doing? He's like, nah, I'm coaching, man. Like, <laughs> I, I have all these college superstars. Why would I play? And I'm like, yeah, good point. Well, I'm going to play. <laughs> He's like, I got to dip in. I can't yeah. fit my mouth guard. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that actually sounds about right. <laughs> no. We love Ant. Every, t- every, time I was, every time I was Central would go up to play Iowa State or they would go to Crimmins, you always see – and with like either a Gatorade spit cup and then just like a whole wad of dip in his mouth. I'm like, did you eat a lot of barbecue chips or is that actual dip? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I uh, I used to spend a couple of nights on uh, Ant's couch here and there just because you know he lived with them for a year and you know oh, look at those both just end up over there. And, yeah, his house is always like those had a couple it came of with, like, a memory or something a while ago. I about sent it to you. That's crazy. Oh, that's amazing. We'll have to, you need to send this and we'll put yeah, this as yeah. the image. It's Nate um, tackling Ridgeway. Ridgeway and then me trying to ruck Klosterman and then Joe <laughs> Randall's behind me. Oh, that's when is that in Iowa City? Uh, or is that Cedar in Rapids, I think. Cedar Rapids? Yeah. Because I I won the MVP of the Iowa City Sevens tournament in 2015. 
for Bremer. <laughs> that was an insane. That was, I was oh, in college funny. at that point, so that was six some years ago. God, that's man. it. Like popped up like you know, I get like some <laughs> random memories. It's like uh, oh, something came up. I'm like, whoa, Jesus. that's insane! Like <laughs> the amount of people in that photo, oh, no. just so random. Yeah, and Bremer and assholes in the summer yeah. sevens. And where and, we are now. God, yeah, that's funny. Oh man, and how much we weigh now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In knowledge. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I was so actually that, that playing was real science. Yeah. <laughs> you should play fly half? Yeah. Oh, shit. Did was you it? know I played fly half for one spring season? Oh, no. Nah. Really? When I was student teaching in Algona, oh, I played, played for Algona, Gopher. Yeah. I went to Gopher College, the men's team, and they were like big D4, right. like, big farmer dudes. And I came there and I was like, you know, oh, it's a college kid. And they looked at me and they're like, what do you do? Like, uh, you backline guy? Like, uh, do you do fly half for us? I'm like, I'm a prop. <laughs> and they're like, well. Oh, so you uh, let them know. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, I played fly half in a tens tournament for them <laughs> up in Minneapolis. The Mayhem oh threw a tens tournament and it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think I am a fly half. I just, you know. Fly half. Yeah, that's your fly half. somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah. Deep in there, but yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's now, awesome. Now we look like we ate a fly half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate you for coming on. It's really funny, too. Before we started this, we're like, you know, well, 20 minutes, you know, just yeah. hype up your tournaments, yeah. talk about your team, like, just want to kind of show people what you're up to and just, hey, Wombats Des Moines, like, we're, we're working together on some things and we're having some fun. We're having some laughs and... Yeah, now here we are in... Hour 17. In yeah, hour, hour 17. 17. Do they, do they never turn out the time we always plan. They always go like we, yeah. we, we plan on making it 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, our last few episodes have ranged from 45 to like 50. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I was I was saying before this, I was like, uh, I was talking to Tiz, and uh, when you were saying like, oh, they, you know, they normally last on 20, 30 minutes, I was like, if... I have ever been to a rugby officers meeting or any meeting whatsoever. <laughs> they're always scheduled out for 30 minutes and they always go for two hours. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. That's, it, it must be a rugby there's the thing. There's the points when you're on topic. Right? There's the <laughs> yeah. side quests and side stories and you start leading. Oh. And then you're like, oh, oh man, these are kind of more fun. Like, yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like 30 minutes and you're like, wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, guys, thank you for coming, and we're excited to come over and play some sevens uh, at the Capital City Sevens, the Toys for Todd's Sevens, and then, yeah, good luck at the National Qualifiers. Appreciate we'll you. Definitely yeah. see you guys around, and good luck this fall. And you guys keep, as well. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for having us. This is awesome. This is awesome that you guys are doing this, kind of representing, uh, like, Iowa Rugby Podcasting and just in being really consistent and having good content and everything. Giving but, uh, to everybody. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, but yeah, good luck to you guys. I mean, you guys are, and I hope to can see you guys in D2 yeah. <laughs> sometime. Or, it was uh, like five years. Yeah. That's yeah. the five-year plan. Yeah, I was going to say, keep uh, keep uh, lighting a fire under our butts to keep uh, us up with uh, social media. So keep yeah. ma- keep making my job <laughs> difficult, Ryan. Say, that's keep that's making that's husky work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, that's all gray. So. <laughs> yeah. Brain doesn't turn off, man. Yeah. Just keep scheming. Yeah. Undiagnosed ADHD. I just yeah. love it when you like send me. You and like, me both. <laughs> I just love it when you send me a meme from the Wombats account, but like as a direct message, and be like, "Look at this," and then you post it, and I'm like, "Okay, You're like cool." That's fine. <laughs> you don't understand how engagement numbers work. Whatever. That's for another time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
How many before we head before we uh, leave here? How many times in the middle of the night do you wake up and you're like, oh, I have a meme idea, and then you have to write it down, and you're uh, like, because that happens to me, or like a meme or a reel or something yeah. idea, and it happens to me multiple times a week where I, I have to like write something down. I would agree, and like it's not even like write it down. It's more of like I go to the very terrible. Google Chrome meme maker yeah. page meme and I make it the meme generator. Yeah. I make it yeah. like immediately and then I go into Canva the next day and I make it for real. Oh, so that's at awesome. least one or two times a week. So yeah, that's awesome. And then thankfully that quarantine sugars, man, that's a lot of fun putting that memes up there. Interest. Yeah, holy cow! That's how many posts about our clubhouse? Yeah, the the first that was the first like thing that um, the first thing that we kind of went viral on is like. You know, like you said, I mean, we have an awesome clubhouse. I don't think a lot of people know about it. And we posted about it and got, I don't remember how many, like 20. It was, I had like a thousand plus. It was, well, that, that but like 20? in terms of interactions, because obviously oh, being the, okay. the, the manager, I'm able to kind of see like how many interactions uh, there were. Cool and it was like, yeah, dude, there's a lot of analytics that go into it. And it was like, I mean, it was in the tens of thousands yeah. of like interactions and stuff, like, like over a hundred like yeah. comments, but like... I forget how many likes, but like I, I would like want to say like I think over a thousand. But anyways, it was it was, it was crazy. Thousand, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. It was a good start for my social media career, and then it's just <laughs> gone downhill since. So it's been good. <laughs> you peaked. <laughs> I peaked. Yeah, I did peak. So yeah. we haven't even begun to peak. I know. Yeah. We're just we're just kind of like you know have you on the lull a little bit, and then we're just gonna. You have a hole in your pants, oh, right? <laughs> Wait a way to add that. Well, technically, is that how we got to switch on? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, play the music. <laughs> Clip the nails next time. <laughs>